1: everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's Friday, it's June 25th, it's 2021, and we have 13 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how's it going, my friend?
2: Didn't have a great day in baseball, but I, I should have known better than to start Carlos Martinez. So,
1: it's all on me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I made more money in um, disc golf fantasy today than I did in fantasy baseball. So um, we knew, we knew, we knew why, why would we even, gosh, it just, it looks so juicy on paper to play Carlos Martinez. And then you were quickly reminded why you never played Carlos Martinez.
2: Yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't know why I just didn't take the shot on K, which was also one of the weirdest starts I've ever seen. It was, it was just strange. He got every single every single batter he faced was either walked, struck out, or a single for the first two innings. And then he struck out the next guy and then gave up two barrels that were both outs. So the only babbit that didn't happen was when the ball was actually hit really well. It was it's baseball though.
1: Well, it doesn't matter either. Like my I, I stacked the Dodgers and they're getting no hit, so um, Zach Davies is throwing a gem against them <laughs> through six things. So, I mean, it was just not one of those slates that I was gonna win. So it doesn't matter. That's it's also the forward. thing. Like, he's actually not pitching that great. He has five
2: walks and <laughs> four strikeouts, like literally the exact opposite end of the spectrum.
1: Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we got 13 games to get through today. It's a it's an interesting slate. I mean, that we have Some high-end pitchers to play in some good spots. We got some stacks to play in some good spots, and we have 13 games to break down. So we start with Baltimore at Toronto. Matt Harvey, Alex Manoa. Ten and a half total. Eleven in some places. Uh, Most books have anywhere from 230 to 250 for Toronto. Any interest here in Matt Harvey? Nope. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Zero interest whatsoever on Matt Harvey against this lineup. Like You look at Harvey's numbers against righties this season, terrible. Um, and this is a right-handed heavy team that has a ton of power. So Alex Manoa on the other side, any interest in him?
2: I mean, a little bit. The slate's a—it's it's kind of strange, like trying to find stuff in the mid-tier. I, there's not a ton of pitchers that I really love on today's slate and trying to find something in the AK range is a little bit tough. This kid is good. Um, it's not a terrible matchup. He just got an absolute Detroit – not Detroit – Baltimore got absolutely just crushed by K they strike out at a pretty decent clip like there's some bad bats in this lineup and he's he's a solid overall pitcher so at 8.1 K you're not gonna not gonna find many guys in that price range that you actually want to play so he's he's in play strictly because of that
1: yeah I mean he's somebody that has some strikeout upside I worry about the hard hits um Baltimore does have some bats that you know have some power but you look at this lineup 139 iso 24 4 percent k rate against right-handed pitching on the season this is not a spot that i think you have to be scared of um so yeah i like alex Manoa here any interest in the baltimore bats not
2: not really i mean it's not if it was being played in baltimore they did just blow up minoa in the last start um i think they put up 10 runs uh, but I, I, I still don't think this is a great spot. This is a big enough slate where not really needed. I actually played Baltimore um today. Ended terribly. Um, but this is he's a good enough pitcher where I don't I don't think you need to go there. It's not it's not just not a good lineup overall. They're better versus lefties. I think they're third in the league in terms of hitting versus lefties, and they're like seventh or seventeenth in terms of versus righties. Bullpens be bad is bad behind him, and the prices on a lot of these guys have finally started to come up. It used to be easier when everyone was low, low price. But the only guy I really have interest in is Hayes at two point nine k. He's been pretty solid since he's come in the league, but that's pretty much it.
1: I mean, I don't mind like a, a three man Baltimore stack with some lefties and maybe Mancini. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see myself using one offs here for Baltimore. I get it. They're cheap. Uh, any uh, Toronto. I mean, yeah, we have a ton of interest in Toronto. This is a great spot. It's Matt Harvey. This team, Everyone is, uh, one through nine. It's, it's yeah, like simple. I was about to be like, hey, any interest? Well, yeah, you have a ton of interest in Toronto here. They have one of the highest implied team totals on the slate. Harvey stinks, and this lineup has a ton of upside. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, they're, they've they just been incredible, and Matt Harvey's terrible. Like, just, just play everyone. I mean, obviously, the main two guys we want to mention are – Vlad, just because he's right now the best hitter in the league. And Springer, if he's back in the lineup, he got the day off. But I think it was just day off after being injured. Um, He should be back tomorrow. He's 3.9K. That's a ridiculous price tag for him. He's far too good of a hitter. Like, those two guys are probably two of the best plays on the
1: slate. Yep, right there with you, buddy. We move on. We got Atlanta at Cincinnati. In this one, we have Smiley against Gutierrez pitching in this one i don't see a total for this game um so we'll have to pay attention and see if it comes out um any interest here in drew smiley going up against cincinnati not up against cincinnati now yeah i'm with you no interest here for smiley for me 5.3 exit up on the season struggles to strike out righties and they're gonna throw a lot of righties at him here um i actually kind of like the cincinnati stack and we'll get there in a second um Gutierrez on the other side I mean this is not he pitched really well um against Milwaukee twice but really like San Diego exposed him again and he really hasn't had like a great game outside of facing a weak offense he's throwing the pitches he's throwing over 100 pitches and that's fantastic but I just I can't see myself playing him against this offense I mean, he's not
2: good. Atlanta has a very solid offense. Even if Acuna doesn't end up coming back, he's, they're a very solid offense. And Gutierrez, like, he may have been pitching. He was never pitching well. He was getting lucky. He was getting very lucky. Like, you look at his xFIP, you look at everything. And, yes, he gets some ground balls. But, really, overall, he's not a good pitcher. He's got over a 5 xFIP. He's had some easier matchups. He's just got lucky his first four starts. And, finally got exposed going up against San Diego he's clearly not a great pitcher he's 7.3k i have no interest in him
1: um of this game i feel like this is going to be a high total game this game's in cincinnati atlanta i mean freeman's expensive if acuña's out the stack is actually pretty cheap
2: yeah yeah no i mean freeman's the only bat you really paying up for i know the stack yesterday was fairly solid i mean almonte is super cheap Albays and Freeman are fantastic bats and fantastic plays. Gutierrez has been bad versus lefties so far this season, even though he's only giving up a 100 ISO and a 279 WOBA. He's still striking out guys at only 16% clip or lefties, walking them at 60% clip, 45% fly ball rate, 45% hard contact rate. Like I know it's a small sample size, but that's kind of what he's grading out to be. He's going to be even less of a ground ball pitcher in all likelihood going up against lefties going forward. But he's not good versus lefties. So all those all the lefties in the lineup, very good plays, considering their two best bats are lefties. And then outside of that, Riley Swanson, if Contreras is back, they're all too cheap and they're all great plays.
1: And then on the Cincinnati side, I love the Cincinnati side. Castellanos, obviously, he's a solid play. Tough to pay that price tag for India, but like he's going to be the leadoff guy. Suarez at 4,500. Stevenson at catcher at 4,200. Um, Aquino at 3,700. He's a pinch hit risk, but, I mean, he has some upside in this spot. Uh, what's your thoughts here on the Reds? I love him. Like, Smiley... He, he may
2: have had two decent outings in a row, but really he's not a good pitcher. He hasn't been a good pitcher all year. He hasn't been giving up a ton of uh, home runs over his last few starts, but he played Miami in Miami and then a matchup versus St. Louis where he he really lucked out with Babbitt. I mean, he went 5.2 innings. He only gave up one hit and he only struck out five. So the last two outings have been one was against Miami and the other one was very, very lucky overall in the season. He's had a ton of bad starts he's been a entirely lackluster pitcher shown some decent stuff at, at times so but he's got a 5.3 x fip under a 20% k rate gives up a ton of hard contact to both sides of the plate so i'm i'm really in for everyone just absolutely everyone um all the way up and down india is the main guy that i don't know if i want to play 5.1 k but winker even though it's a lefty lefty matchup smiley's not great versus lefty Cassianos is one of the best plays on the entire slate. Stevenson, Aquino, if he's in the lineup, is a fantastic play at 3.7K. The Reds are one of my favorite stacks on the slate.
1: All right, moving on, we got Washington at Miami. John Lester, Pablo Lopez, seven and a half total. Miami is a 134 favorite. John Lester... Lester's a dog, um, going up against Miami, and that's um, that's kind of where we're at. Uh, any interest here in John Lester? No, John Lester is not good, and he
2: strikes out in that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, he really struggles against righties. Zero strikeout rate, like fourteen percent strikeout rate, nine percent walk rate. He just, he just can't get right-handed batters out anymore, and. I mean, they're not the best right-handed batters, but there's some good right-handed batters in this lineup. I'm gonna pass on Lester. Pablo Lopez is someone interesting. This lineup, especially the bottom of the order, kind of struggling a little bit. Josh Bell's banged up right now, so there could be a potential of like having another righty in there with Zimmerman. What's your thoughts here on Pablo Lopez?
2: I don't know if he makes my cut. I'm not gonna talk anyone off of it. It's obviously in the one of the best. It's ballparks. the price, right? Yeah. I mean, the price is just real tough. Like 9.3 K he's next to a whole lot of guys in the lineup and he's just too overpriced considering what he is. He's a 25% K rate guy. He's generally not going to go too late into the game. He's a very good real life pitcher and he's a very good fantasy pitcher on a per pitch basis, but he doesn't have the longest leash. Yes, this lineup is bad outside of the top three of the order, but it's still like the 9.3 K is tough when you're not going to get hundred pitches out of a guy.
1: I think he pitches really solid in this game. And if he was 8,300, we would have a ton of interest in him. Uh But 9,300, I think is a tough price tag, but I'm not like lining up to play bats against him. Like Schwarber, obviously he's been hot hitting the ball really well. He's 4,500. He has a ton of upside. Uh, I think like six home runs over the last week. And then Soto, is 6,200. Soto actually, like his power numbers are way down this season. Um, and it's just like you're paying for the name. But I mean, Schwarber as a one off would probably be my favorite bat here for Washington. Any interest here in these guys for you?
2: It's really just Schwarber. Like I'm not paying 6.2K for Trey Turner or Soto. Playing against almost anyone in Miami, let alone Pablo Lopez, that's a good bet. But Schwarber has just been on an absolute tear. I think he's got, what, seven home runs in the last five games? I mean, people can say hot streaks don't exist, but he is absolutely crushing the ball right now. Lopez is a lot worse versus lefties than righties. He doesn't strike them out a ton. Schwarber's putting the ball in the air a lot, which is the only worry going up against ground ball pitchers. So this is just a solid overall spot for him and – he's too cheap at 4.5k considering what he's been doing
1: all right let's talk the marlins bats here i think sterling Marte is like one of the best point per dollar players on the slate and probably doesn't get a ton of love being a miami marlin in miami here
2: yeah yeah no i mean it's the problem is they're playing in miami um but even still like Marte, Aguilar, Duvall are all great plays. You said it. Lester just can't get out of righty. He's got a 14% K rate. He's got a 36% hard or fly ball rate. He's got 33% hard contact rate. So not horrible numbers outside of the K rate, but he's sitting at a 208 ISO on the season. And Duvall, Aguilar, Marte all hit the ball hard. Duvall is a 35% K rate guy versus lefties and, if Lester can't strike anyone out, it's a perfect spot for him for extreme fly ball hitter. I like all these guys a lot. I like this mini stack. I don't know if there's anyone else in the lineup I can use outside of like Jazz if I really want to make it a four-man stack because you can throw him in at second or short or Sanchez just because of the 2.2K price tag. But this makes a very cheap mini stack between Aguilar, Marte, and Duval, and I really like him on this slate.
1: I think you could throw, like, Alfaro in there. 2.6K catcher, righty-lefty matchup. And Alfaro actually has a little bit of power. Um, Not a ton of power, but enough power to pay off that 2.6 price tag against John Lester. So, I mean, I still think I'd go, like, a three-man stack with Miami, but I just wanted to throw his name out there as well just because he's a point catcher, and that's my thing. We move on. We got the Yankees and the Red Sox one of the best and biggest rivalries in baseball 10 and a half total Yankees a 129 favorite here Domingo Herman against Martin Perez um, any interest here in Herman? now uh,
2: 8.9 K is too expensive he hasn't been great this season he's sitting at a 4.5 X fit just above average <laughs> K's been beat up recently doesn't go 100 pitches ever like just no interest in him at this price tag
1: Yeah, and, I, you know, Martin Perez, not a big upside type of guy. I feel like this is going to be a game that we should be way more interested in the bats than the pitchers. Uh, Do you have any interest in Perez? No,
2: but I do have interest in the Yankees' bats. I mean, Perez is a lefty that gets a lot of ground balls to lefties, um, does not get ground balls to righties, gives up a decent amount of hard contact, doesn't strike out a ton of guys from either side of the plate, walks a decent amount of righties. And he's going up against a whole bunch of righties, potentially nine righties in this lineup, most of which are entirely underpriced. Voigt finally got an uptick in his price tag because it was just way too cheap at 2.7K. But at the bottom of the order, Torres, Frazier, Ursula, Anyhar, all very good, all have a lot of pop, and all very under- underpriced. So realistically, I can see, I say this a lot about the Yankees, but you can literally stack it any way you want like anyone one through nine, as long as Gardner is not in the lineup. Um Anyone one through nine is fully in play. Like this is a solid spot for the Yankees going up against a bad pitcher in a very good ballpark.
1: Yeah. I mean, um Higgs, man, like he's probably the catcher that I ended up playing on the slate 3.1 K. Um, He usually is in there against lefties. So, Openings in there. I like it. I uh, like the Yankees. I hate the Yankees, but I like the Yankees for DFS. Um, as far as the Red Sox go, I mean, Herman's been terrible recently. You know, you kind of pointed that out. He's been struggling a lot. The only problem with stacking against the Yankees is you're stacking against that bullpen. So like even if this dude does give up four or five runs early, you might not see any you know any other production for the rest of the night. Um I mean I think the Red Sox are in play, but I feel like I'm going to like chase some power upside here with Boston instead of stacking them.
2: I mean honestly, I'm more in for the stack or fade idea like. Yeah, I mean that or, works too. I mean yeah, it's kind of like I'm I'm talking full stack, hoping that it gets very out of hand quickly and they just throw their worst bullpen arms in there. Like that's I want a full five man stack or I want none of it. And it's not that hard to do. Like, there will be some cheap bats in there. I mean, Kike, if he's in there, is 3.5K. Vasquez is 3.7K. If Chavez is in there, 3K. If Renfro should be in there, he's 3.8K. Dahlbeck's 3.3K. And then you can throw in any of the main three bats in J.D., Bogarts, endeavors. But you can stack this up a few different ways. And almost everyone in the lineup has some power. Um, German has been just horrible over the last month. And on the season, he's still giving, getting a decent amount of ground balls to righties, but he's giving up hard contact to him and he's just been so bad over the last month where he can get into some trouble. So while he's a lot better or a lot worse versus lefties than righties, I still have no problem playing any of these righties with some power
1: angels and rays facing off in tampa eight and a half total tampa is a 150 favorite in this game we got canning going against um fleming's going to be the long relief guy um Kitridge is going to open here for tampa do you have any interest here in griffin canning
2: he's a guy that kind of have to see what the lineup looks like and see what the ownership looks like he's a guy that is an above average strikeout pitcher um If they decide to platoon a lot, I have no real interest in him. He's striking out righties at a 30% clip, lefties at a 19% clip. I I assume they're going to roll out like six, seven lefty bats, in which case I will have zero ownership in him and zero interest in him and probably a decent amount of interest in the Rays. But if for some reason they throw a weird lineup out there with a few righties, then he makes an interesting play at 8K, considering that he can put up a decent outing, but – Price is high Consider if they end up rolling out a very lefty-heavy lineup, which I'm guessing they will.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely a lineup-based type of play. I don't have a ton of interest because I do think there's going to be enough lefties in here. Um, I I think like a Rosarino and Zanino might be the only two right-handed hitters in this lineup today, and I think that's going to be trouble for Canning. And then on the other side, Fleming, I mean, you're 7,200 for a guy that's going to pitch in long relief, and you really don't – like he's thrown a hundred a couple times here, but I mean, I worry anytime you get a like a long relief type situation because every time after he's thrown hundred pitches, they have not given him a long leash. So I just don't know if I trust him to go deep into this game.
2: Yeah, plus he's only a fifteen percent K rate guy. I think like the eight K range is better than him. Like if you don't have anyone else to play, then pay down a little bit more. Um, I don't... Everything you said is right, and he's not going to strike out a ton of guys. You're just hoping for a decent outing overall. And I I don't really think that it's worth it.
1: Um, Let's talk bats here. Anything standing out to you for the Angels?
2: You can always play Otani. Otani's very good. Even lefty-lefty, Otani's very good. Um, I know that Fleming's a pretty big ground ball pitcher, which will limit his upside. he will still get in at-bat versus Kidd Ridge. Um Yeah, I Otani is pretty much it, just because he's incredible.
1: I think Stassi is in play, uh, if you want to pay up a little bit of catcher. He's a big-time fly ball hitter against a big-time ground ball pitcher. Um, he's cooled off a little bit. He was on that, that hot streak where he just didn't seem like he couldn't keep the ball um, being from hit, being hit hard. So I mean, I think Stassi at 3800, again, another catcher play that you could potentially look at on this slate, uh, depending on where he hits in the lineup. And then on the Tampa side of things, man, I mean, these lefties are super interesting. Canning, like you said, 19% K rate, 14% walk rate. You're going to have base runners. So if we get a bunch of lefties in this lineup, I think they're, they're very much in play here.
2: Yeah, I don't like the price tag of a lot of them. Um, Franco would be my favorite at 4.2K. But, I mean, if you have the money, if you aren't paying up at pitching, then this definitely does make an interesting stack, especially with the guys that probably aren't going to get yanked, which is Franco, Lau, and Meadows. Um, All three of those guys have a bunch of pop. Canning is a big fly ball pitcher that gives up a lot of hard contact. He gives up a lot of bombs. I know it's not the best ballpark. But all these guys have some pop. And even, even Zunino, if you want to throw him in there, if he's in the lineup, dude just crushes the ball. Like he hits the ball out of the ballpark every time he gets a contact on it. And he's going up against a guy that gives up a ton of may strike out a lot of varieties, but gives up a ton of hard contact 47% on the season. So he's, he's a big home run risk every single time he goes out on the mound. And so I want to target the power bats and those are the guys.
1: All right. um, Moving on. This is the one game that we have like some potential weather you're going to have to pay attention to. Houston at Detroit. We'll see what Kevin Roth has to say. It has a nine total. Houston's a 280 favorite. Uh, Valdez against Peralta. Valdez is a huge favorite here, Grant. I think he's a fantastic play going up against Detroit. I'm just going to be paying attention to the weather. Like I have nothing bad to say. I think if you're paying up for pitchers, he's certainly someone you can pay up for. It's more of, let's see what the weather looks like.
2: Yeah, I, I'm i not against that. If he's going to be low-owned, like if we have projected him for low ownership because we're down such a better play, then, I yeah, I'll, I'll play some Valdez. But I Valdez is a good pitcher. I'm not expecting to get blown up. But this Detroit team, you look at the overall season numbers, and they're not quite the same as what they have been over the last month. They've been an the entirely league average team. They're striking out at a 25% clip. They are – at a 98 WRC plus. So just straight up an entirely average team. It's not the incredible matchup that we see or that we're seeing early on in the season. They've added some guys back scope. Finally started hitting Grossman's hitting Haas is added to that lineup. Candelario's back in there. Like this is a better lineup than what we've seen earlier on in the season. And they're hit, playing a whole lot better. So I don't know if I, I, I definitely prefer um, Rodon. To Valdez, but
1: I do too for what it's yeah. worth. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like if, 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 if the ownership's anywhere remotely close, which I actually think that it will be if weather is fine, like they, Detroit on the season is just as high a strikeout team as Seattle. Detroit um, has the same implied run total as Seattle 4.2. Or 3.2 compared to 3.4. So pretty much the same. So I think a lot of people are going to be on Valdez if the weather's holding up. And I will full on fade him because I think the Detroit's a better team than people realize.
1: Um, all right, the other side of this game, Willie Peralta Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Don't play. Yeah. Him. <laughs> don't do it don't do it to yourself um i mean houston's gonna give valdez plenty of run support in this game uh let's talk houston bats i mean they're all in play all of them every single one of them
2: yeah i mean i feel like we said that about a few teams but like brantley and tucker are still underpriced for what they are um out to everyone else is expensive but you can always make it work if Straw's in the lineup, if Toro's in the lineup. What was the other guy? I can't remember. Well, Toro occasional... be in
1: there because, huh? yeah, Bregman's still out.
2: Um, what's his name? I can't remember. He batted eighth McCormick, today. McCormick, second... maybe? No, he's second and third base eligible. Garcia. Garcia. Um, he's cheap. Whoever's in the lineup is going to be, like, outside the big starting or main six in the lineup, everyone's going to be cheap. So you can make this stack work just like you can every day. Peralta is not good. The bullpen behind is not good. Like it's Houston who has what 140 WRC plus over the last month. They've just been incredible, and they're probably the top overall raw points stack on the slate outside of maybe Toronto. Just like every single day.
1: Yeah, I mean. I, I like Detroit a lot. Obviously, you can like Houston or not Detroit. I like Houston a lot. Um, I like Toronto a lot. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, yeah, great spot here for Houston. Um, Detroit bats. I mean, no, they're super cheap. But the guy you'd want to play is Jonathan Scope, and he's 5,200.
2: Yeah. I mean, Premier I mean, Valdez is a solid, solid pitcher. Like, doesn't strike out a ton of guys, but on the season, 75% ground ball rate. Last season I think he had under a three X FIP. Doesn't strike out a ton of guys, but doesn't walk a ton of guys. Just a solid overall pitcher. So I like it's not like you're I mean, you'll get some leverage, but if I if Valdez is fairly highly owned, which I think he may, but Detroit might be a pretty decent team. But yeah, Grossman is the one guy that's kind of underpriced. Scope is five point two K. Cabrera is just terrible now the bottom of the lineup's not great um there's other cheap stacks that i'd rather end up going with
1: all right moving on yeah watch the weather in that game too like weather obviously could be um a huge concern in that one kansas city at texas we got mike minor going up against dane dunning this game has an eight total it's a straight pick'em game in almost every book um, any interest here in Mike Miner?
2: Yeah, I thought my internet went out for a second. Is it not? Um, it was mine, but okay. I got that connection Just unstable
1: it... thing. Hopefully, we're good. We'll see.
2: Yeah. Well, luckily, you're the one recording, so it automatically records your voice. So we're good. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, Miner going up against Texas, like solid overall spot. There's a decent amount of strikeouts in the lineup. He's going to go 100 pitches. Again, this is the 8K range where I think you're going to have to look at someone if you can't pay up or if you need a better SP2, and I think he might be the best option. I mean, this guy has gotten over 20 points in three of his last four outings. He's a lefty going up against Gallo, Calhoun. Um, I know there's a few righties in this lineup that are decent, but it's a solid overall ballpark. Pitch count's fantastic. 26% K rate on the season. I really like him. And I think he's my favorite in the AK range.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think he's definitely in play here. Um, I don't really have any bad things to say about minor. The strikeout rate is obviously appealing. Grant, I'm going to need you to talk me off of Dane Dunning. I I cannot. Like he makes a ton of sense today, right? Like if you, if you want a cheap SP two, this dude has a 25% K rate on the season. There is what five guys in this lineup with strikeout rates over twenty seven percent against righties this season. Like, I know there's some risk of like playing Dane Dunning, but I mean, I feel like he's a thousand dollars too cheap for this matchup.
2: Yeah, wait what What's the risk in playing Dane Dunning uh, other than the fact that he generally he's Dane doesn't...
1: Dunning and he can easily get seventy pitches. Like, he's not a guy that throws a hundred pitches, and that's the risk. Like, so All if right, he yeah. gets some walks and he gets in trouble a little bit, I mean. He has five-point outings for a reason.
2: Yeah, well, he had five-point outings against Minnesota, the Dodgers, in Colorado, and the Angels. He's been – and Houston. Like, you look at his last ten games, the he, he had bad outings for a reason. He faces mediocre to below-average teams, and he puts up 20 points. Yes, 80 pitches, you can always go – You can always go any different way, but – you're paying 6.4 K. So you're playing essentially 60% of what you're paying for a guy like minor or a guy like paddock or a guy like Kikuchi. You're playing 50 to 60% for those guys. He's going to throw about 80% as much pitches. And he's got similar numbers to those guys. This guy's saying a 3.6 XFIP on the season, 25% K rate, 56% ground balls. He's solid to both sides of the plate. This is a decent strikeout lineup. Without Mondesi in there, like, the, what, four through nine hitters are just either not good or high strikeout or both. He's playing in a solid overall ballpark. This is a great spot for him. Yes, he may only go 80 pitches, but he's he's one of two guys under AK that I will play today, and the other one is going to be interesting. But, um, yeah, he's he's the play – in the lower tier if you're not going all the way down to the bottom.
1: I mean, you don't feel good about it, but I feel like it's worth rolling the dice and taking a shot on it. So we'll see. Um Kansas City Bats, anything standing out to you for the Royals?
2: Uh not really. Dunning solid overall. He's a big ground ball pitcher, strikes out guys at a decent clip. I mean, obviously you can go with any of the guys at the top of the lineup. O'Hearn's no longer two K, so I'm probably He's out been on him.
1: Crushing the ball. Yeah. He's been absolutely crushing the ball. He's 3K. And I think he has home runs in three of the last four games or something like that. Like he's been crushing the ball.
2: Yeah, I guess if you want to go O'Hearn, Soler, Dozier. All it's so guys... hard
1: to play like O'Hearn as like a one-off because it's first base and like almost every stack you're gonna build is gonna have a first baseman in it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think I'm stacking, so I'm probably just staying away. Like if you really need someone at 3k at first base and that's how your stack ended working out. That's fine. But yeah, I mean, Dunning's a solid overall pitcher.
1: All right. Um, any Texas bats?
2: If Miner's going to be super chalky, you can consider a stack, but that's, that's really it. Like Miner's the solid overall pitcher. It's given up under a 300 will, but at both sides of the plate, these bats like, outside of the lefties that don't have the platoon split, all of them are priced up enough where I just don't really have any interest in them.
1: Seattle at Chicago, taking on the White Sox. Seven and a half total. White Sox, a 200 favorite here. Um, Kikuchi against Radon. Any interest here in Yusei Kikuchi?
2: I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. The White Sox are still near the top in terms of Uh, numbers versus left-handed pitching but Kikuchi has been super solid this season he's been super super solid over the last month Um, sitting at under a seven percent walk rate 57 percent ground balls 25 percent k rate three and a half xfip like he's been a very good pitcher over the last month and outside of Grindahl like none of these bats are really hitting lefties that well they start off the season just absolutely destroying them they're a little bit hampered by injuries So I really don't mind Kikuchi. The problem is he's 9.2K, and I'd rather just pay up a little bit more. But at the top end, he's one of the better pitchers on the slate that I don't think is going to garner a whole lot of ownership. I think everyone in this price range is going to go with Pablo Lopez because of the ballpark, and that's fine. But Kikuchi has the same upside, if not more upside. He can go over 100 pitches. He's done it in two of his last four starts. He's pretty much the same pitcher as Pablo Lopez he just has a tougher lineup or yeah tougher matchup in a slightly worse ballpark so i honestly don't mind it for gbps he's put up over 20 in 3 of his last 4 he's been very good he he's put up a 30 point matchup going up against houston like this guy's been very solid over the last 9 games and i don't think anyone's going to play him here
1: I mean, Kikuchi always a guy that has the strikeout upside. Always. Um, it really, I think it really is going to depend on what this lineup looks like for Chicago. Like, if we do get like Goodwin and Mancata up there, Anderson's been really struggling with lefties this season. Like a Bray, you Mercedes, Vaughn, and Grandal. Like those four are really good against lefties, but the rest of this lineup's kind of shaky. So, I mean, I don't hate the idea on the 13-game slate, playing a 5 percent own Kikuchi here, um, especially because Carlos Radon is likely going to be the highest-owned pitcher on the slate because he's facing Seattle, and he has a 37% K rate on the season.
2: Yeah, he's the top overall pitcher on the slate, and he's just – he's been fantastic this season. Seattle really struggles versus lefties. They'll still probably have four or five lefties in the lineup. The righties in the lineup outside of Haniger and France really aren't anything to – Look twice at like this is just one of the best matchups you can have with one of the best pitchers for upside. Um, Rodon's gonna should end up crushing here. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna try and have a hundred percent ownership of him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna probably play three lineups today and I'll probably have him on all three. Maybe two of Valdez is gonna be low but. No reason, I think, to be underweight on Rodon. Um and I mean I have zero interest in the Seattle bats. Yeah, yeah. Haneger's good against lefties, but this guy is an elite lefty.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Haniger would be the only person I even moderately consider, but he's 5k. He doesn't have nearly enough of a price decrease for me to play him.
1: Uh as far as the White Sox or yeah, the White Sox go, Mercedes at 3.6 seems really nice.
2: Yeah, catcher, one of the better hitting catchers in the entire league. Like, yeah, I, I'm I'm entirely fine with that. Kikuchi's been pretty solid versus righties, but Mercedes is just too good to be priced at 3.6K versus most people. So he, he'd really be it. Outside of that, I'm kind of just out on everyone.
1: All right. Any bats in this game? We trying to – yeah, like, I think that's it. Um Mercedes is it right? Like yeah, yeah. Cleveland at Minnesota. Quantrill against I think it's gonna be Jax. I've seen a couple names float around. Um, but I know they recalled Jax. Yeah, they recalled Griffin Jax. I'm pretty sure he's gonna be the guy that goes here. Um, I saw a total up, I saw it come down. I did see nine and a half. We'll kind of go with that. Um, Any interest here in Quantrill?
2: No. Minnesota's got solid hitters. Quantrill doesn't strike out guys. He is better versus lefties, but still not a great overall pitcher and no interest in him.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jack's low strikeout rate from what we've seen so far. He's really struggled with power. And, I mean, I don't have any interest in him. Do you? Uh, A lot oh okay why Why are you playing a pitcher against a team that doesn't strike out
2: because he, so in the minor in triple a this season he was striking guys out at a 25 percent clip there's not really a huge sample size it's only 19 batters that he's faced that's why he's only striking guys out at 15 percent clip yes projection systems kind of have him as a below average pitcher um but He's not much below average. And, yes, he's facing a team that doesn't strike out, but you know what his price tag is, right? It's 4K. He is bare minimum on a slate where I want to p- play Houston and I want to play Toronto. You know, the easiest way to do that and also have a Rodon in your lineup is play Jacks. He's, again, just grading out to be most likely a neutral or a average pitcher. The minors, he had a 3.95 xfip 3, 2.35 fip. He was striking guys out at a 25% clip, walking right around average. This is a lineup that doesn't strike out a ton outside of the guys at the bottom of the lineup. Maybe they were a lot of bad lineup, but even if they don't, I don't care. I'm I'm still going to I'm still going to play him if he's in fact starting. He hasn't pitched in a week, put out 96 pitches. He was it was a weird scenario, too, because he wasn't expected to pitch that night in long relief, and it was against Seattle. Um, and he, they just didn't really care that much. They were just trying to get through things. And so I think he's a better pitcher than his numbers so far this season have shown, and he's 4K. Like, that. that's it. He's 4K.
1: All right. Um, listen, you have your reasons. I get it. Let's talk Cleveland. It could blow
2: up in my face, buddy. at 4K, even if he gets 10, I'm happy with it.
1: Cleveland Bats, I mean, I don't think Cleveland's going to be that popular, and I think they're in a great spot. This guy has a low strikeout rate. They're a big team that doesn't strike out at all. There's going to be a lot of contact made. Um, i probably stick to, like, a three-man with, like, Ramirez, Rosario, Bradley. What are your thoughts here on Cleveland?
2: I mean, Jax doesn't grade out to be that big of a fly or a ground ball pitcher. He's minors he was still 41% ground ball pitcher so I don't mind the guys that can hit the ball hard so Ramirez is definitely a guy that you can end up looking at Rosario Bradley Naylor Ramirez the other one um, are all fine I'm just going to be more on the jack side I will have a hedge Cleveland stack because I pretty much have to he's at the whim of home run to fly ball variants and that's why he's Kind of been a bit worse this season because a lot of his fly ball, he hasn't gotten many ground balls. And, and a lot of the fly balls have left the ballpark. He's sitting at 26% home run to fly ball variance. So he's better than his numbers overall in the season show. And I, again, it can go badly, but I'm mostly playing him because he's 4K.
1: Minnesota bats, anything here from Minnesota that you like?
2: I mean, honestly, don't really mind anyone. Larnack is 2.6k. Cruz is good. Quantrill's not great. Kepler is too cheap at 3.8k. Polanco's probably priced right. Carloff is 3.4k. That's far too cheap. Like this is an underpriced lineup, and the only two bats you have to pay over 4.3k, and the only two bats you have to pay over 3.8k besides Polanco are Donaldson and Cruz, and they're only 5K going up against a bad pitcher. It's supposed to be 83 degrees out, solid hitting weather. This is a perfect spot for the Twins at low at low prices. So, yeah, I have a, quite a bit of interest in them.
1: All right, moving on, we got Pittsburgh at St. Louis. Will Crow going up against Kim. This game has a 8.5 total and St. Louis a 178 favorite. Um, any interest here in Will Crow?
2: No. Slightly above average K-rate guy with over a 5X FIP. I'm just I'm 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 not going there. Like he's overpriced at 6.9k. Nice. Um and I, I just don't have interest.
1: He's been like semi-reverse splits this season, too. There's a lot higher power numbers against righties. Um I just yeah. Nope. Pass. And then Kim on the other side, I mean as as bad as Pittsburgh is, they don't strike out that much against lefties. So, I mean, I'm probably not playing Kim here. Do you have any interests?
2: No, and I mean, you can you never really know if he's just they're just going to take him out early. Like they seem to do that fairly often. They rarely let him go past five innings. Don't really let him go past six innings. Like they have a short leash on him. He's only gone over a hundred pitches twice. So, I mean, I am i don't hate the price tag of 7.6K, but he's still due for some negative regression, but it might just be the type of pitcher he is because he was due for negative regression last year and didn't end up coming. Um, but, yeah, like, it, he's he's fine. I just don't know how like – if, if I knew he was going to go 100 pitches or close to 100 pitches, I'd play him. But the fact that he could at any given time just go out there and pitch 50 or 60 pitches and they just pull him out makes me – not even want to think about playing him
1: uh any pittsburgh bats that you like here
2: honestly i kind of really like the stack like i don't think they're going to be heavily owned it's 88 degrees over in st louis 71 percent humidity like they're gonna go unowned hayes obviously has a ton of pop reynolds has been fantastic he's 3.1k stallings is 3k Moran Frazier, you can both throw in there even in a lefty lefty matchup. Plonko's 2.5k. Like this, Newman's minimum price. He's not great, but he's minimum price. And so is Tom if he's in the lineup. Like this is a super cheap stack. I'm and Stallings, Hayes, and Reynolds like make a perfect mini stack, or you can throw in any of the other guys and go cheap. And you can easily pay it for Rodon and double stack them with toronto or houston like it's kind of my plan on today's slate is to play some of these pittsburgh bats and just double stack them with some of the higher total teams on in the on this slate
1: yeah i mean hayes reynolds i really like reynolds 3100 i feel like he's way too cheap um so i mean i could get behind a three-man stack here what are your thoughts on the the cardinals
2: they're fine. I'm not really playing them. O'Neal is too cheap at 3.4k, like drastically too cheap. Um is probably overpriced at 5.7k. Edmund Goldschmidt, like the stack's just a little bit too cheap um, to to play. But Newt Barr, I think he's still very cheap and great name. You can throw him in there. But I, I'm just like, it's O'Neill and some Molina, like the, the two underpriced guys are like, O'Neal is a fantastic one off of the slate. He can hit the ball at the ballpark with anyone, has tons of power, over a 50% hard hit rate versus righties on the season going up against a guy that has given up some power to righties. Like O'Neal's the play, everyone else like is just overpriced outside of maybe Molina just as a decent catcher.
1: All right, moving on. We got Oakland going up against San Francisco. Uh, this game has an eight and a half total. Oakland's a slight favorite. Sean Mania, Johnny Cueto. Um, any interest here in Sean Mania?
2: Not really. He's close enough to Rodon where i would rather go up there or rather go down to Kikuchi. Like him and Kikuchi pretty much have the same implied team total going up against him, Grant's better ballpark. In San Francisco, but San Francisco has been really good this season. They're being really good versus lefties. They've been really good overall. They're probably going to platoon out a few guys. Like, I just don't think it's worth paying 9.8K for Manaya. He's around a 4X fit, barely above average strikeouts. He's put up some gems so far this season, and I played him quite a bit. I just don't think there's a spot because San Francisco is a very good hitting team, and Manaya's kind of just gotten lucky over his last couple of starts or a couple of his last like five or six starts again he's been good but i don't think he justifies that price tag
1: i mean he's a guy that can pitch deep into a game so i mean i understand the upside but i also the matchup is not as easy as it you know can be so i mean i think it's a tough matchup he has a lower strikeout rate against righties like you were kind of talking about and they're likely going to throw six righties at him here so i'm gonna pass them and
2: yeah. yeah they could end up and up, like my guess is they're gonna throw in slater they're gonna throw in rough they're gonna throw in flores and they're gonna tune out a few guys and they'll have solano and dubon down there at the bottom so i'm guessing they're gonna the only lefties in the line are gonna be yaz who's a solid hitting lefty and crawford who's been solid this season if they don't platoon guys out, then, yeah, is in play. He's been fantastic versus lefties. He's got a 37% K rate. He's got under a 200 Boba, but I don't think that they're going to do that. I think they're going to platoon out everyone because they got the guys on the bench that can do that. So, yeah, wait to see the lineup, but in all likelihood, the lineup is going to be six righties, and that's far too much to play Mania at 9.8K. Um,
1: any interest in Johnny Cueto?
2: No, I don't, I don't. I just don't want to pay 0.2k for Cueto. Like, and this Oakland team is pretty solid overall. Yeah, Cueto's been a little bit better versus righties than he has versus lefties, but he's not worth 8.2k.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he's 8.2k. I, like, nothing else needs to be said, in my opinion. Um, bats in this game. Anything standing out to you here for Oakland?
2: Olson, like like I said, Cueto's been worse versus lefties than he has versus righties. Only strike him out at a 60% clip. Going up against a high strikeout bat, or I guess he hasn't really been striking out a ton this season, but in the past he's been a higher strikeout bat. Um, he's the one guy, but it's supposed to be 57 degrees over in San Francisco. It's not going to be good hitting weather. So, like, do I really want to pay up for any guy? Like, Moreland and Kemp are cheap and they're fine. But they're not great plays in this ballpark. There's too many other cheap guys on the slate. Chapman's 4.7K and Cueto's by versus righties. No one really stands out. Like if it were a different ballpark, then it might be different. Then I'd have some interest. But in 57 degree weather, it's just the ball's not going to be flying.
1: Yeah, I don't have a ton of interest in these bats. And then like on the San Francisco side, I mean, probably not stacking them today and like i stack them more but i, I feel like i have to mention austin slater he potentially bats lead off here at 2900 um pinch hit risk for sure but i mean he's cheap enough
2: yeah yeah i know he'd be the one guy i'm interested in i mean rough and posy are a little bit more expensive they're not the worst ideas in the world again my eyes worse versus righties than he is versus lefties but that's mostly just because he doesn't strike out righties. the Actual ball and play numbers are not bad versus righties this season. So, yeah, I, I'm probably just – I stacked the Giants a lot, too, and I'm crossing them off today, I think.
1: Right there with you, buddy. Right there with you. Moving on, we got the Cubs and the Dodgers. Jake Arrieta, Tony Gonzalez. This game has a nine total. Dodgers, a 180 favorites. Um, any interest here in Jake Arrieta?
2: No, he's been uh, – He's been all right, slightly below average versus righties. He's been horrible versus lefties all season long. Um, this is going to have a few decent lefties in this lineup. I have, I have no interest in Arrieta at all, especially if I'm paying 7K for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get it. The Dodgers, I, I'm, I'm going to keep kind of jinxing it because I played the Dodgers and I don't want them to get no hit, but they're currently getting no hit right now. Um yeah, I don't have any interest in Arietta And Tony Gonzalez, his price is just dumb. Like, this price makes absolutely no sense whatsoever.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's been walking everyone. Somehow has gotten away with an 11 XFIP to a 3 ERA. Um, but that's just because he's pitched like 10 innings and has walked like eight guys. Um, so... It's he's due for like he didn't walk anyone in his last outing. The control might be there, but he only pitched 46 pitches in the last outing. He had a little bit of a shoulder problem. So I don't I still don't expect him to go over like 65, 75 pitches. But he's 9.5k. That's just a bad price tag. So
1: don't play him. Sum it up. Don't pay him at this price. <laughs> like, done um cubs bats. anything stand out to you for the cubs
2: no nah, i mean even though i'm not playing gonsolin he's still a decent pitcher like if he's gonna give up some some runs it's gonna be because he got wild and i mean walks don't really lead to that many points so overall like dodgers have a decent bullpen behind him he's a solid overall pitcher and limiting fantasy points to opposing team there's a 3.9 implied team total for the cubs i have, I have no real interest in any of these guys
1: uh the dodgers i mean i expect them to bounce back here they're kind of expensive and i mean it's going to be tough to kind of make the stack work but arietta is so bad against lefties that muncie bellinger beady lux all these guys make a ton of sense here
2: yeah yeah no bellinger and muncie are too fantastic bellinger is way too underpriced at 4.3k like it, it's just that simple that he's very good and area is very bad versus lefties. like i like this stack but predominantly i like the lefties in this lineup here bets is a little expensive at 5.9k turners a little expensive at 5.8k they've been very solid this season but like i said area is better versus righties like still gets a lot of ground balls so i'm i'm more interested in the lefties than anyone else you want to throw in there to round out your stack that's fine uh, but it's really just Muncie, Bellinger, and probably Lux.
1: We finish it out with Arizona going up against San Diego. Uh, we got Martin against Paddock in this one. I didn't see a lineup for the. Oh, it's come out. It's eight and a half. San Diego's a 286 favorite. Do you have any interest here in Corbin Martin? No,
2: he's been horrible this season. He's sitting at 6.6 X, but he has not been good. And the Padres are very good at baseball.
1: Uh, Paddock, I feel like we have to have a conversation, right? Like he's starting to put together some strikeouts and have some good games. Like, what are your thoughts here on Chris Paddock?
2: I mean, he's fine. Like he's been pitching fairly well recently. He's been striking out a lot of guys. He's sitting at a 30 or 26% K rate over the last month. Still doesn't really ever go too late into the game, but he's pretty efficient. He's only he's walking no one. He has three walks over his last five starts. So he's been good. He's been efficient. Arizona's not projected to be a very high strikeout team, but Paddock strikes out both lefties and righties at a pretty high clip, and he's probably going to face several lefties in this lineup, which he's been better at or better against. So, yeah, you kind of have to consider him at 8.8K. I still think – Oh, I mean, I kind of kind of got to see where ownership is. I think I prefer Miner because of his ability to go later into games, and I think I prefer Kikuchi. But Paddock's right there in the conversation with him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think Paddock's in play today. I don't really have any interest in the Arizona Bats. I can tell you that, especially with Marte, like potentially not even being in the lineup. Yeah, no, I'm out on them. Um, uh, man, San Diego – this seems like a great spot for San Diego. I really like the price of Gresham. Like what's your thoughts on the Padres?
2: Yeah. Grisham, Pham, Myers, all have decent price tag. Tatis is obviously 6.4 K, but Martin has been so horrible that I still, like, I have no problem paying up for him. I have no problem paying 5 K for Machado. Like pretty much this entire lineup is pretty solid here in this spot. I have, it's one of the better stacks on the slate. I think I still prefer Houston and Toronto, so I'll wait and see where ownership's at. If no one's going to be playing Tatis, I'll definitely play a ton of them, but he's he's taking the ball in the ballpark here. Like, guarantee, not guaranteed, because this is baseball, anything can happen, but going up against a guy with a 643 grand 18 plate appearances, ISO versus righties this season, like 50% hard contact rate both sides of the plate. There's going to be some bombs in this matchup.
1: All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then um, we'll get out of here for the weekend. Grant under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? Dunning. Knew you were going to take him. I knew it.
2: I couldn't um, go
1: jacks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, outside of Dunning, I honestly don't like any of these guys. If I had to take somebody, I'd probably take Fleming to get there, but I don't even think he gets there, so yeah. Uh over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? German. Yeah, I'm gonna go Gonzalan. I think the price is ridiculous. Um over 4k to hit a home run. Who do you got today to go yard?
2: Uh I don't want to go Chucky, but Alvarez. Now I'm gonna go Hayes. I'm gonna go Hayes. I'm going under the radar.
1: I like it. For the second straight day, he hit a home run. I gotta, I gotta play him again. I'm gonna go Vlad Guerrero. <laughs> He's just. By the way,
2: DraftKings had an odds boost for Vlad to hit a home run at plus plus three seventy.
1: Did you do it?
2: Oh, of course I did it. I was gonna
1: say. People... <laughs> Thank they you. They only let me
2: put it fifty bucks on it, but I texted like six people. I'm like, max this out. This should be like plus one eighty going up against Kramer.
1: Um. Oh, under 4k to get two hits sorry completely mind blinked there for a second i'm going reynolds i like it i really do i really do like him today um
2: there's no way he should be 3.1k
1: no i'm gonna go adam devall
2: i like that i like that a lot
1: uh stack to score six or more runs who you got today the
2: answer should be houston or toronto i'm gonna say pittsburgh again the answer is always Houston or Toronto, but I'm my sneaky stack of the day to score six or more runs is Pittsburgh. I don't, I don't think anyone's going to play them; they're super cheap.
1: I like it. Um, unfortunately, as a Red Sox fan, it pains me to say this, but I'm going to go. Yankees are going to score six or more runs today. Um, any bets standing out to you here night before? There was one that seemed way
2: too low go ahead and say yours while i'm looking for it there was one that was just bad it was just i mean we
1: both like dunning a lot so i don't mind like rolling the dice on texas today and hoping that they beat kansas city so i'd say texas you can find it some places at like even money i think the highest it's at right now is like 110 so i'm gonna go texas
2: i'm going the under on the uh under eight and a half on the giants versus the athletics that's just that'll be eight by the morning
1: Yep, the weather in that game too, with it being yeah. kind of cold out there. Um, and Minaea is a
2: stud. Like Cueto's not a bad pitcher. Like that, there's a bad line. There's a line where it it should be that line, if they were playing in like Baltimore. This is just a clearly bad line.
1: All right, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh nope.
2: I'm just gonna go cry about all the money I lost today.
1: You could have made money in disc golf fantasy. All you had to do was text me. I would have given you my prize picks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. That's going to wrap it up here for Friday. We'll be back Monday talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. Have a wonderful weekend.
2: Hey, kids.